genre. All right, we are going. I think this is the one I have the least notes for, but the one I'm also maybe the mo- one of the most excited to talk about. So it'll be fun. Well, we'll see what happens there, Gare Gare. Gare oh, Bear. We'll see. Aw. <laughs> Victoria, how do you feel? Good. All right. All right, cool. Uh, let's do this then. We, we solemnly swear we're up to no good. good. everybody to harry potter and the chamber of minutes the fan podcast that's over analyzing the harry potter movies one magical minute at a time i'm gary roby i'm Draco, and we have george hendrix with us again welcome back hey i'm here <laughs> i like that like obnoxious radio announcer voice that you just did <laughs> thanks for having me back guys it's great to be on the zoo crew <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you so much thank you so much i'm excited to have you here uh, today we're talking about number 83, which starts with, uh, I, oh god, this was lame. I wrote, it starts with a sweet treat, and it <laughs> ends with an old hat. With an old hat, yeah, I would say. So so Harry um, walks up to that griffin statue we talked about yesterday that's in front of uh, Dumbledore's place. There's like um, just a single step or, or two like in front of the statue, but there's nowhere for Harry to go. So when McGonagall gestures for him to like climb up there, it... I, it's just like a, okay, now what? Yeah, right? well, like, that's oh, the thing. Oh. It's like, all right, let's do some magic. Yeah. And then uh, we get Dumbledore's password, which I love. We've yep. talked about Dumbledore's sweet tooth. His password is Sherbert, Sherbert Lemon. Lemon. Can I ask you guys, why does McGonagall do this, like, hand gesture thing? Like, she speaks the password, and then she, like... We have a cut to her where she puts her hands up and she does this sort of like she opens her palms so that she like pushes her hands forward like she's like she's doing I, magic like she's Gary. casting a spell I guess but like a, you I don't feel like speaking the Jazz password hands. is like spell casting. Well, you right. know what? They're obviously not too uh too safe about it since she says the password right in front of this kid. <laughs> yeah. Right now, so you can go to Dumbledore's office Dumbledore when you want. Exactly. Do you like, think that everyone does? Everyone just know Dumbledore's password? Uh, maybe, but also, but while he is extremely beloved, I feel like he is also they are terrified of him because he is such a powerful wizard. That's and he, true. He might be one of those people who would, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, there is. You don't know what sort of booby traps he has. There could be sort of other things. <laughs> you know, there's like a like a cage full of like student ferrets. That just happened to walk into like this weird transfiguration thing that they didn't know about, and he's like, oh, "You should have known." And turns it back and sends them on their way. Oh, but that's unless creepy. you get like the like the tripwire like clear like the magic spell that triggers it, then everything else is still you know. There's probably multiple layers to this thing. Maybe <laughs> it's very complicated. Uh, yeah, I don't feel it. We do see in later movies people popping into Dumbledore's office, but you're right. I don't imagine that kids come up here very often, if at all. Maybe maybe Harry's just maybe maybe there are only like the staff know the password, and Harry's just privileged to this information because it's Harry. 
Yeah, because it's Harry. Exactly, he's Harry. But also, so I got two. I got. I got. A, I got a love and a hate. I love the way this whole thing is rigged up where it's just like it rotates and that's how it opens the door and there's a stairwell. Yeah. I love that sort of like sort of nice seamless machination type thing. That's great. The thing I hate though is I hate it when people stand still on escalators. I hate it. <laughs> but it Harry's on the top step. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like- he should have like waited so he could like walk up faster or something. I don't know. It's just a pet peeve. <laughs> That's so silly. He's not even staying to the right like he should. He's just standing right in the middle. Well, no one's coming the other direction. <laughs> he doesn't know that. He's never seen him there before, Gary. That's fair. But we don't see, like, it. there's not something rotating the other way. It's just the one platform. Maybe she didn't do that password. And he's got to come down at some point. That's true. So Harry comes into the office and the thing rotates up. And then when he leaves, does it rotate back down? I think it's just stairs. And then when it does that... Because all then it rotates back down to reset. Okay, yeah. So so when Harry, Harry comes in here and it just stays up, and then when Hagrid shows up in a couple days uh, on the show, mm-hmm. uh, he just f- walked up the staircase because it was already up. But Dumbledore was in here and it was down. So if he wants to leave, does he have to like call the Griffin? Like you call an elevator? Like wait for it to come back up to pick him up so that he can go down the stairs? Right. And then does that still require, like, Sherbert Lemon? Him to say, yeah, his I don't know. Sherbert Lemon. <laughs> Sherbert. Sherbert. And then we actually see, like you said yesterday, George, we see Dumble's door. Yeah, Dumble's door. We have it. Here it is. Uh, Harry comes into uh, the headmaster's office for the first time. And the first thing we see is a bunch of pictures of sleeping old men. <laughs> Lots these are yes, these are all former headmasters presumably. When we get when we first cut inside, there's a bunch of um different paintings, but at like 31 seconds in the minute, there is a particularly tall portrait that is on the left-hand side of the screen and I looked it up. It turns out there's only one of these portraits has someone who's like a, a name that is cast. Uh, this is the portrait of Armando Dippet, the former headmaster of uh, Hogwarts before Dumbledore. And he is played by an actor named Alfred Burke, who did like a ton of TV stuff. Uh, this was his last credited role, according to IMDb. Oh. Yeah. And then they put out, there's a book that was put out that has like uh, information about the different portraits and things that are inside Hogwarts. And on this portrait... One of these paintings of Professor Dippet from this book, it says that his uh, his dates, like the date, like birthday and death day, it says he was born in 1637. Yeah. And died what? in 1992. According to the Harry Potter wiki page, Armando Dippet was 355 years old when he died. He must have drank a lot of water. <laughs> Ate a lot of carrots. Yeah. Well, it... You said water, but like I for a half a second, I thought you were gonna say like unicorn blood. Oh. <laughs> that, that that then you're doomed to a half life, a cursed life. But he lived 355 years. <laughs> maybe that seems he, like a pretty whole life, though. Maybe he was friends with um Nicholas Flamel. Yeah, I got a little of that sub. Well, when did Nicholas Flamel invent the Sorcerer's Stone? In the 1400s, so oh, okay. a couple hundred years before Armando was born, because he was like 600 and. 50 or something when he died 
according 665 when he died according to chamber uh, no sorcerer's stone so it's possible i suppose but 355 years old that was not what i was expecting to find when i no. looked up his information today that's like biblical ages where people just like live for, they, they die yeah. just living hundreds of years. So I was like, how? Like how? What? No. Because uh, Dumbledore lives like, what, 115? Something like that? I yeah. think at his, at, at the, by the end. Particularly long. But, he, was spring, he was a spring chicken. But 355 <laughs> is not, is like, oh my, is crazy compared to that. More than 230 years longer than <laughs> yeah. Dumbledore lived. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Cr- that's really crazy. Um, I don't understand. Three times as long as Dumbledore. Maybe Dippet was just like a hell of a wizard. Or like maybe he was just stubborn and didn't want to leave. He didn't <laughs> want to like find a new job. He really liked it. He like thought it was cushy. Nice apartment. Good office. You know, good benefits. He's like, I'm going to be the headmaster here for a I, I don't know how long he was actually headmaster for. There's like a couple of uh, generations of headmasters here that might have happened you know well then yeah you gotta like ago, think about still... how far back these guys are going because if armando Dippet was a headmaster for god knows how long and everyone else here was a former headmaster and they're all old yeah except for the i think it looks like a woman in like her uh in like her little red pointy hat she looks kind of young that's true unless she had her portrait painted when she was much younger and just like that so she kept it that way maybe yeah i don't know when the portraits get uh, get made. Uh, I did read that um, in one of the interviews that J.K. Rowling had given, all of the portraits in Hogwarts are of people who are already deceased. So they don't hang up portraits of living people. Yeah. I guess the only people, I, the only person that does that is Gildroy, and it's his own portrait. Yeah, of himself. Painting himself. Yeah. So maybe she just died young, which is sad, but possible. Oh, um, he was only a uh, headmaster of Hogwarts between 1965 and 1971. Weird. Okay. How long has... So has Dumbledore been perf- headmaster for 20, 30 years now? Something like that? Well, that makes sense. Because if he was teaching dark arts when... Uh, when, uh, when Voldemort Riddle, was there. Riddle was there, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, he wasn't uh, headmaster yet, but he was so, a professor. So, but he, if he took over after Dippet, then he had to have taken after Dippet in the 70s. Yeah. And, like, He's so been he here for 20 a, something years yeah. now. Whew. Dang. Dumbledore really likes his job. He's going to spend the rest of his days here. <laughs> I mean, it, this is his fortress. Is there, is, yeah, is there any, like, cases of people retiring from being headmaster and then being off somewhere else like i don't all, know if, if you say well, everything in, in hogwarts i don't is think that, i don't think that being the headmaster of as the last thing hogwarts you're gonna do is yeah it's not like, like a death court where you're uh, you're there till you die you're know? there until you die because Dippet left in 75 and didn't die till 92 so he yeah had, see there you go you know a good 20 you know 15 years in between there wow that's interesting that he died in 92 like that's the year this takes place in the book yeah is there any mention of the death of Dippet in chamber of secrets no. No, not that I know of. So I wonder where that number or where that date comes from. That's interesting. I think uh, the wiki page references the newspaper that Snape was holding up earlier in this movie. And I tried to read that newspaper to see if I could read anything about Dippet, but it is very difficult to make out the text on that page. So I don't know. I'm going to take their word for it, I guess. That's uh, the Harry Potter wiki 
Wikia, the fandom Wikia. page. Yeah. Yes. But then we get Dumb- we get the Dumbledore's office, which I like. Dumbledore's office feels very um cozy to me. There's uh shelves that are on like like glass shelving that are behind these uh grates and he's got all sorts of like instrumentations on tables around the room. Like I don't know what any of this stuff does. That's because but, you're not a headmaster, Gary. But it's cool. I like it. Comes with privilege. And the privilege is knowledge. I like how a lot of the paintings are sort of like tilted down towards like, like oh, I want to be able to see. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're not straight. Forward. They're not like up and down. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I was thinking that when I saw them. Now I go, they look like they're going to fall off. I'm well, like, I, I think that that's definitely intentional because like you could that because you can talk to them. Yeah. Because you can consult with former headmasters. And, mm-hmm. and we know what happens when like someone damages the actual painting. Like, you know, because when the fat lady's painting got damaged and... Uh, and, and and the next one, yeah. you know, that was a big deal. But what if like it fell off and like it just cracked the frame? It was like would the wizard like jump out of the picture before it hit, or would it, like you know if it was asleep, would it like get caught in the corner and like ow and hurt itself? You can't I, die <laughs> twice. I don't know. I don't. Um, I don't think that you would. Get, I don't know if they would actually get hurt. I don't think they would hit the corner of the frame because um, when we see the portraits getting taken down in order of the Phoenix. Um, there's a moment where Filch has a painting that's got like multiple people in it and he tips it until they like fall out of the painting. He like shakes the painting clear. So huh. then you have like a frame around an empty portrait because all the people have been like shaken free of it. Like etch a sketch style, not etch a sketch style. They're not like cleaned away. They're not erased. <laughs> but like they're they, apparently there's some like, portrait world i guess dimension dimension yeah i think dimension must be the right yeah because they're shaken off the portrait they don't fall into another one they're just gone yeah they're where they going but eventually those portraits are hung back up and they can return yeah that's weird where are they going i don't know i think that's just a visual thing from the movies i don't think that that's actually how it would happen in the books. books yeah maybe i don't remember i haven't read uh, Order the Phoenix in a long time. It's going to be a while before we get there. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it will. Take your time, Gary. Take your time. <laughs> so much Harry Potter, so little time. It's easy to be overwhelmed. I just love that he, like, I love that his office is basically like a library. Like so many books. Yeah. If I if I had the means, um, I would just surround myself in shelves, bookshelves. Because there's just something so... I don't know, pleasing, comforting about just like books, in my opinion. I mean, I work at a bookstore. Maybe I'm, I mean, clearly I'm biased, but there's something like, I don't know, is wholesome the right word? Um, comforting? Yeah, I, I think comforting is the, the best word I've got for it. There's definitely something like comforting in like being surrounded by books. All that knowledge at your fingertips. I mean, now we have cell phones, so it doesn't matter, but still. I think it's great. Yeah, I always like bookshelves that have like you know ladders and, and access and like old leather bound. Rich, yes, they all smell, the smells of rich mahogany. Yes, all the all the beautiful leather bound books around. I think they're wonderful. And then of course because we're in a castle, it's all the stone walls and just like I bet you, like books provide insulation. I bet you his office is warmer than most of the rest of the castle is. Oh, probably yeah. Because it's all bare cozy. stone. Yeah. 
There's also Dumbledore. He's probably got like a heat charm or a cool charm. or Who knows? He's got a cool charm. Cool charm. And, and every time he puts that on, like, so you get sunglasses, like, call fall out of the ceiling and he's just yes. with it. <laughs> Perfect. So you would never need air conditioning or a heater or central heating. Can you just magically, magically adjust like, your ad- body temperature? Or uh, of the room? Oh, I don't. Yeah, I guess of the room makes more sense than of, like, your physical form. Because you can't, like, like, I mean, could Dumbledore go, like, hiking the, like, go climb the Himalayas in just his, like, cloak and not be cold because he's because magic. Because some magic thing. Yeah. I would think that that probably be possible. Heat. Or you would enchant, like, some a clo- the cloak itself to... To stay warm. To stay warmer than, oh. than normal, I think. You know like, what? I think it's interesting that we don't see, like, a really big, like, rock climbing community or adventure <laughs> sports. Like, the the craziest, like, X game they have is Quidditch. And, they, yeah. and most people just watch that crazy. being played. Do you think that because they can do things with magic, they don't have that sort of, like, muggle drive to achieve and to overcompensate and to, like, ride, like you know, to climb the mountain because it's there sort of crap? He's like, well, yeah, I could just, like, apparate to the top of the mountain. Like, yeah, it's pretty cold up here. I can't breathe. Apparate away. <laughs> yeah, there's no... Uh... See ya. Are are there wizard adren- adrenaline junkies? Right. I think those people end up playing Quidditch. Really, I think so too. Because there's really nothing else mentioned, unless they're like you know like a Hagrid who like takes care of the creatures or dragon tamer. Other than that, there's oh, not yeah. really like these crazy like high end like crazy jobs out there that exist in the wizarding community. No, I don't. I, not that I, not that I can think of. I think yeah, dragon taming is probably one of the most uh, dramatic sort of jobs you could get. I would love to see. I would love to see a, 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 a like a like a little short or like a little clip of like someone finally cresting like Everest for the first time. They get up to the top. They're like, "I've made it!" And they have their oxygen tank strapped on and all this other crap. Like, or maybe like something back in the '40s, like one of the newer movies can do this. And all of a sudden, you see like a wizard like apparate in and goes like, "Oh, this is very nice. Look, oh, that's great." And then they apparate away, and you just see like <gasps> two little like wizarding footprints stuck in the snow. And then the guy's like, "What did I see? What was that?" And they, it's just so easy for them. There's no, there's yeah. no, there's no drive. I don't know what the um stipulations of like apparition is like how far can you apparate because uh, if there's a plot device you can apparate anywhere newt scamander <laughs> takes a boat to america like why can't he just apparate from i will i think that you have to know the place that you're apparating to you also to it could just be about once? the journey he just he's <laughs> like one of those guys he just wants to take a trip that's true I think Newt Scamander is not your baseline for how wizards act because he is absolutely <laughs> yes. an aberration. He's great and wonderful, I and I love him, but he is definitely not like your go-to. Like this is a wizard thing. I, I would agree. Well, it, it, I find I think that um, I think that J.K. Rowling is really good at doing that because like Harry's not like the greatest wizard either. Like we literally saw him catch his first spell ever during Dueling Club. He's not a great wizard because he's like a proficient spellcaster. Right. Like, that's not what's what makes Harry great. And it's the same thing, I think, for Newt, too. Like, he's not... It's not about... Um, what he can... How competent he is with his yeah. wand. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Harry's a great wizard because his names are on the books. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. And the movies. Just and the movies. And the movies. I mean, not just anyone has a lightning bolt-shaped scar on, on their forehead. Yeah. Actually, if you if you take away all the properties where his name is not on them, he's not a good wizard in those. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I really had for today. Sherbert Lemon, uh, 355-year-old Dippet, 
and uh, library books. We got a little Pika Fox in the background as we pan over, and then we get the sorting hat, and then the sorting hat. Uh huh. The hat's like, but it has like it's like these tassel things that kind of like well, hang we see up that over in uh, Sorcerer's Stone when they're getting sorted too. It has yeah, these like. Yeah. Well, I know. I just think I think it's funny that instead of like it being like if you were to set down that hat like on that shelf, uh-huh. most likely those things would have pulled underneath. Oh, yeah, it. but instead they're like draped they're draped over. over the side of the yeah of the bookshelf. Yeah. It sounds like um, that. you know, I'm looking at the bookshelf that's like right beneath the sorting hat. And, like, there's a bunch of these really beautiful, like, leather-bound books. And then it looks like there's just a bunch of parchment just, like, yeah, shoved, like... Yeah, like, letters, like, scrolls, like, sideways, like missives, it. things that are, like, you know, pingups, and they just shove them. There Maybe it's Daily Profits just shoved in there. <laughs> Dumbledore's not actually neat and meticulous. He's just stuffing everything onto the shelf where it fits. Of course all, not. He's not those, that obsessive about it. All those books are yellow pages. <laughs> they're just yellow pages. They are. They're 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 yellow pages and white pages books that they put like fake bindings around to make it look like leather. Books. Oh oh, you mean like for like for real? Like for real? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like on you mean set in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he just knows that many people through all of his contacts. Exactly. Whoa. So uh, he might not be obsessive about his books, but um, Dumbledore is very obsessive about his music. Did you know that he was in a band with his brother? No. <laughs> yeah, him and Abbeforth had sort of like a, a bluesy rock group called the Dumbledores. <laughs> I I would listen to the hell out of the Dumbledores. <laughs> Doors covers. Yep. Oh, oh, that's so great. I just the idea of 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 Albus and Aberforth having a band. It's just a, it's just a Doors cover band. <laughs> I feel like they predate the Doors. That's true. fine. Like I think a the lot. Doors are a cover band of them. That's true. There you go. <laughs> That's what you didn't know. Yeah. About Jim Morrison. He's like, what if we just drop off the Dumble Pot? We're just the Doors, man. That's cool. No, no one, none no of these muggles will ever know. We just sing their songs. And they, yeah, Jim Morrison. Does that make Jim a Morrison a wizard? Oh, absolutely, yeah, right? a yeah. wizard. Yeah, yeah. No I one gives like up that it. much on bathing conventions and is a normal <laughs> muggle. He's, he's absolutely a wizard. I like it. Me too. So it begs the question: like, you have like those again, people who want to do more. You know, other things than just sticking to the, the magical world where they're hiding within the muggle world, but as other things. Sure. Sure. Right? It's like, if, because it, it so always they're, seems... So they're, they're, they're muggles in power that are like secret wizards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Elon Musk is a wizard. Oh, man, totally. Yeah. You could take over the muggle world that way. Very, like, Palpatine-esque. Like, I'm just going to become the president. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's who's gonna stop me? Right. I mean, we've I already got Voldemort in office, so that's true. Mm. <laughs> that's yeah. so Cheeto, Cheeto, who must not be named. <laughs> I like that this has come up twice in two weeks. It's Putin's on the back of his head. No, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it. <laughs> right. Uh. Oh, it's so silly. That's so silly. Just like the aliens and Crystal Skull look like Snoke. It's all connected. It's all connected. I need to. I haven't gone back and watched that in a very long time. You're you're which, fine, Gary. You're fine. Don't which one? Crystal Skull. Oh no, you're fine. Exactly. You're Indiana fine. Jones minute's gonna get to it. I guess I'll watch it then. Yeah, wait, wait till they do it. Don't do it before they do it. You have no reason to do it before they do it. You're right. It's so, you're very it's right. So <laughs> God, it's all I've only seen once. I think. Me too. Uh, that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not here to talk about that either, so 
I think that's everything I have for today. How do you guys feel? Good. I am good to go. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, hey. like I'm to... here all week. Yes. I don't know if that or not, but yes. I'm here all week. So good. Everybody come back tomorrow for more George. <laughs> Just me, though. Don't come back with these two. Just me. <gasps> Rude. They will be here. They will be here. Are you gonna you're gonna run the show you're gonna run the show on your own? That'd be very what? I'd be very impressed with that. I'll take a day off. Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, yes, everyone. Then thank you. Come back tomorrow for minute eighty four of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. You can of course find us on on Facebook, on Twitter at HP Minute, uh, and on Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us a five star rating and review so that other people can find the show. All right. Cool. Mischief, Mischief managed. managed. <laughs>